Okay. All right. So we're doing this. Okay. Finally, we're recording after months. Feels like months of uh, planning and stuff. We're finally recording our first episode. I don't know if this will be episode one or if Sammy will be the first one or Jess and Steven, whoever they're doing up in Oregon right now. But either way, it's our first recording and we have Miss Sarah joining us for this first episode of the What I Believe podcast. So let's get started. Yeah, my hat keeps banging Can into this microphone. Can I do the intro? Like, don't don't worry about the music. Just put. Yeah, just do. That'd be really funny. Let's let's not edit that. Let's just keep it as it is. We need Daniel in it though. Yeah. All right, y'all. So before we begin, this this episode is brought to you by MHK Apparel. Why would you want to go outside dressed up in anything else other than MHK Apparel? They got nice sweatshirts, hats, shirts. Mask. Who wants to wear those anymore? But still, they have that in this in the store. Apparently, season two of merch is dropping soon. Hopefully, I get a, a shirt this time and not a sweatshirt because I was sweating too much in it. But anyways, oh. <laughs> all right. So we have Sarah on the podcast today. Sarah, we are recording at Calvary Chapel Golden Springs, and Sarah has been part of this ministry for how long? How long have you been coming to Calvary Chapel? Would you say? Just filled out a form that said, "Uh, two mo- two years and six months." Two years and six months. Two years and six months. Dang, what form did you fill out? I was filling out the tech form. Oh, the tech form. It. Yeah. Because they need a clear house, right? Yeah. No, no, that's not happening. Okay. <laughs> so you've been coming here at Calvary for two and a half years now, and how would you say how long you've been in ministry for? Two years, four months. Two years, four months. Wait. Two years, four months. Uh, think back. Think wait. hard. <laughs> been almost two years i think it's gonna be two years this august yeah two years already does it seem like it goes by fast or does it seem like yeah there's moments where it feels really slow but other than that it feels really fast yeah for sure for sure well i brought you on for this podcast to talk about high school the high school experience that you went through and you know everyone whether you go to private school public school COVID school, no. If you, you know, whether, however form of you take high school, you know, you're going to be dealing with some trials and tribulations or anything like that. Um, even then, too, like, I mean, I went to a Lutheran Lutheran high school, and I even saw some things that you would think you wouldn't be there. But, you know, high school is as it is. People, um, teenagers, we all have a human nature, and a lot of people uh, expose a lot of their sin and everything at high school, no matter where you go. So it's important that you have a strong faith of Jesus Christ. And when you go to high school, you'll be, you'll be tested. That's for sure. But as long as you have a strong faith and everything, you'll be able to pursue it and be able to graduate, but always be aware of those things that happen. But we're going to talk about your high school experience. So uh, where, where'd you go to high school at? I went to a uh, Glennie Wilson high school in Austin Heights. Nice. So what I would ask you, what would you say your high school experience is? What was it like for you? And, you know, eventually we can talk about how that led to you coming to Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, in both world terms and believer, I'm going to say it's a roller coaster. Um, 
Like with most things. Yeah, with most things, right? But high school for me, I felt like there was a lot of, uh, in the world's view, there was a lot of like high moments and then there was a lot of really low moments. Mm-hmm. And the same with, as a believer, like there was a lot of, well, more towards the end, but eventually I got to like the really great moment where God saved me. Mm-hmm. Um, in that experience of high school, how would you say the 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 trials and the testings you went through, how would you say it, it molded you into the person you are now? Um, everything that happened in high school, whether it was like a high moment, low moment, whatever, it seemed like um, every moment definitely brought me closer to God and showed me how much how much you need God in your life because definitely there was like a year um, that I like to credit it as like the worst year of my life where every month something happened. Um, whether it be I got injured, whether it be something with my birth father, whether it be da-da-da-da, and then the last thing was uh, my grandfather actually passing away. And, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, and I feel like every trial, no matter what the outcome is, it you learn from it. Whether it's a good outcome, whether it's a bad outcome, you learn from it. Yeah, because, I mean, high school is that moment to where you're, maturing into the adult that you become later on and you experience things and sometimes people have it worse than others losing a family member as you said or any family issues it's a time to where you get exposed to a lot of different things that you weren't really aware of as a young person but you know through those experiences how would you say like what what ultimately led you to the lord in high school like what was it some was it experience or was it a verse that stood out to you um in that time of high school what would you say is what brought Um, you over so when i came here i think that kind of there was an experience i will say that um because i remember i went on a winter retreat and that that's when i really felt god and uh mind you like two days before i was like talking to my mom and just talking about how not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. She caught me doing like a bunch of stuff that was really bad, and uh, then she sent me off to the retreat because she was really mad at me. Um, is this with the high school ministry here? Yeah, with the high school ministry with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out, sound guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Daniel's so embarrassed. He's just like, please, <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> um, but yeah, that retreat helped me. Just, I had a moment at the retreat, retreat, retreat where um, I just broke down, and everything that happened that week specifically, it all just came in, and it's hard to explain. I feel like everybody has their own like moment with God, yeah. um, but I will say there was that lasted for only like two months, and then I backslid for a little bit, and then um, there was a verse that he gave me which he's given me for a while now. It's um, Isaiah 41.10 that says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Um, yeah, that's the verse that he's given me since I've been saved. And even when I backslid, yeah. That's another thing, too, that I'm glad you brought up because it's like, you know, most people can think like, oh, yeah, you became a Christian and, you know, it's all hunky-dory, right? You know, you yeah. have a 
was it they live happily ever after? You know, no, that's definitely not what is all about. If you listen to week two's episode of the, or the second Devo that I recorded, you know that the Lord is going to put you through various trials, whether that be good or bad, you know, these trials are to help your faith and to mold you. And, you know, if you're walking close to God's heart and everything, you're going to be facing a lot of trials because the person who's ultimately um, testing you not only is God, God's allowing the devil to test your life, to um, test your faith in him. So that's definitely something that a lot of people think, you know, you're a Christian and you're not going to be going through anything tough because God's got your back, right? Well, you know, it's not, it's not that easy, especially in high school too. Because, you know, in high school, you are being faced with difficulties if you don't count just like, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat, you know, you, you are pretty sure you can hear cursing from other students or they're talking about other inappropriate things, doing inappropriate things. You know, if you don't, if you're not facing that alone in high school, the various trials that you could be facing is like your schoolwork. Oh, I mean, high school is not slam dunk easy stuff it takes you four years to do it you know but through those trials though it's important that you rely on the lord to help you through it and stuff because if you rely on yourself you're gonna ultimately fail man does not live by bread alone but by the word of god you know if we live by the word of god we're encouraged daily to be strong in our faith towards him you know it's especially in high school because high school gives you plenty of trials other than the way I just said, you know? So, you know, and even then, like I said, I'm not sugarcoating, you know, a lot of our world, our media is trying to influence our generation, especially of high school students that, you know, drinking, underage sex, you know, drugs, anything like this, this is like considered normal. You should accept it. Um, Like, from where I live in that area, I got exposed to that stuff third grade. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. And it's crazy to think about. And even these kids now, like, imagine them. mm -hmm. Little kids have, like, social media. My seven-year-old cousin, she has, like, a TikTok, and she's getting exposed to things that, uh, you know, I don't agree with. I'm I'm not her mom, so I can't, like, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's just crazy to think about that. Yeah, like I said, like social media, not just TV, social media, the Instagram app that's probably in your pocket, you know, or the TikTok app, it's telling you, giving you these videos, these clips, and you're supposed to agree with it because if you if you don't agree with it, you're considered like, I want to say the evil one, but like you're you're like the outsider. Like if you're not accepting this, you're you're not really considered to be part of the group or anything. And this is what's being targeted towards not like it's said, not only high school, but like Sarah said, just the young generation, because when they do get to high school, you know, this is what their high school teachers, this is what we're expected of them to accept these things, which is totally, totally, you know, terrible and everything. But that's why I encourage parents too. If you, if you're going to be a parent or, you know, a parent who needs to hear this, you know, you have to train your child in the ways of the Lord from a young age because the various trials that they're going to be facing in high school, it's going to test their faith to the core. It's going to rock their world. And they're, you know, they're not going to really know how to handle it without having a strong faith in the Lord. At least for me, 
I I was homeschooled from kindergarten to eighth grade. All my siblings were, and like my the way my parents taught us all these things at a young age and really brainwashed us, which is a good thing, you know. It's a good thing to brainwash your child at an early age to make sure they have a firm understanding. But you know, going from from homeschool from kindergarten to eighth grade, going to a a high school literally being a, a regular school for the first time, you know, I, it kind of just like, boom, hits you in the face real quick of what high school is like, how people view high school. And, you know, you can easily be sucked into it. It's not something that you should be like, oh, well, I'll, I'll just ignore it or something. You know, it's like, no, it's part of your atmosphere practically. And if you're not careful enough, you're going to fall into that, that trap, you know? So, you know, I just always encourage you to stay strong in your word and to, you know, be encouraged in case you go through trials in high school. And um, I will always make sure, always encourage you to defend your faith. Always make sure your faith is ahead of everything else and don't let anyone tell you that your faith is worthless or it doesn't mean anything. Because that's also, too, what a lot of high school teachers like to do is they want to, I would I would say like they would like to challenge your faith not only in high school most definitely in college like college professors, um, you know if you get onto the topic of Jesus Christ or anything remotely related to that they just like to challenge you but like again as part of high school they're molding you into believing this idea so if you don't have a strong faith in it, you know it's it's not going to if you don't have a strong faith in Lord Jesus, you're going to be, you know, it's going to be a wild roller coaster, as Sarah said. There's highs and lows, but you have to remember that in those high moments in life, you always have to give credit to God. It, in the low moments, too, of high school, I remember, like, just when I was just, like, swamped with stuff and I was just, like, really down in the dumps at times in high school, it's very easy, very easily you can, that's when you go to the Lord, you know. Okay, I'm, you know, I've failed a quiz or something, or I didn't do any, I, I missed, I messed up on my uh, high school baseball team or something, you know, made a mistake, I'm down in the dumps, Lord, I need your help, you know, it's very easy, you can easily do that, and, but in the midst of your highs, you can just forget about God and everything, you know, I'm on top of the world and stuff, you know, it's very important that in both situations, you always give credit to the Lord or seek the Lord first, never put prayer, the Lord, don't let that ever be a last resort in your life. Because if you do, if you do set that as a last resort, then, you know, all of your other options that you did before then, that's all man-made options that doesn't lead to anything good. So a lot of stuff to, for high schoolers, you know. But getting back to, at least with your experience and stuff, you know, through high school, it led you to the Lord. And then in that experience, you came to Calvary and then you became involved. So did you become involved you during high school, right? Yeah. So your high junior school. year? Senior? Wait. Senior year? Yeah, senior year. I started getting involved. Oh, yeah. In yeah. context sake, uh, Sarah's a COVID Pope. senior. Oh, I thought you were going to say public school. No, no, no. COVID senior, so. Thanks. <laughs> Senior year got snatched, like with a lot of other, a lot of other millions of students, got their senior year snatched. But 
context sake. Yeah. Well, so you say you started off in your senior year. Like what, what did you get started off first? Cause I know you're in a lot of ministries right now, which we'll get into, but what, what did you start off at first? Um, I started with worship actually. Worship. Yeah. Okay. I remember, um, they were saying downstairs something about, um, if you want to get involved in worship, da da da, meet here, da da da. And then I was coming to high school and, uh, certain people that I was friends with, they would told me like, Hey, like, cause I, I mentioned to them that my mom mentioned to me, um, about that. And, uh, yeah, um, I went to the auditions and then after that they told me like, we want you to join, but pray about it first. And also, um, since I was under 18, I was like 16, I think at the time, 17. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, and then I started off in like high school leadership, worship. Yeah. And then I joined tech and then big tech eventually fold. So who, who was judging you that day? Was it Ashley <laughs> and Sammy just giving you the stink eyes? Like, no, nah, it not. was <laughs> Ashley, Sammy, I believe. Oh no, I forgot his name. Yeah. Everybody knows him. He's blonde. He left. Huh? Cell. Yeah, him. Thank you, Daniel. I was just <laughs> talking about him today, too. I was like, I finally figured, because I couldn't figure out for a long time. Okay, another story. But um, Sal was there. Some more people who aren't here anymore walked away. They were there. Um, and then a whole bunch of us. A lot of older people. I think I was the only young one. It was really intimidating. 16 years old. I, isn't, like, a, I feel like for most ministries here, like, a, except for, like, high school ministry like an ideal age that they're looking for is like 18 or older i believe so i I started off uh as an usher at 16 years old here even though like the rule is 18 but dale's like yeah i want this kid you know draft him put him in the draft because there's some people that at a young age they uh they've already followed the lord and they they're like we talked about earlier they um already been trained in God's word, and they ha- they've been gifted with talents. Um, you know, certain people they started really young, and um, yeah, I think that's also something to think about. So, with after like you, because you're still in worship, um, then you eventually joined high school ministry, right? So, what what is your work involved there? Like, what do you do? You just greet the high schoolers as they come in, and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> with uh, high school ministry specifically, or yeah. tech and worship. Uh, I mean, is it a, a mix of both? It's a, it's definitely a mix of both because um, I'm not scheduled for worship. Um, our overseer Alex will uh schedule me to do whatever needs to be done. And then the the big call, the big leads, <laughs> big leads is um uh, the tech ministry here. And how long have you been involved with that? Oh, now it's been a year. Now it's been, yeah, I think it was a year wow, by fast. when you joined on. Yeah. I remember I started at a cameras. Yeah. No, not cameras like downstairs in the sanctuary. Cameras like photos. Yeah, oh. I started photos. I was going to say, I'm yeah. pretty sure Brad put you on one or something. <laughs> no, actually, I think it was um Gabe and Juan. Oh, really? Gabe and Juan on a pursuit, I believe it was. I remember I was just fascinated with the jib because... I don't know. That thing is so. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you 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 that joined really you, cool you joined when we were during COVID. We were outside, yeah. and that's when uh, the church got the big big old tent and everything, and we were all outside for uh, Wade's weekly study. And but even then, uh, when we had 
just a regular service out there, we would have a, yeah, you were saying a humongous jib. That we, that thing. It's amazing. It has, like, the best shots of floating through. The camera floats through the crowd and everything. I remember, yeah, because they were setting it up. I always remember seeing you on that thing. It's like, oh, my gosh. Who's controlling that? Get her that? out of here. Yeah, get her out. <laughs> get her out. Who's, who's controlling that? Uh, Brad, get over here. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so so you're involved in worship, uh, high school ministry, slash, uh, what would we say, mi- medium tech, mini tech, junior tech? To me, that's just tech. Just tech, and then... You guys. Big kidding. tech. No, I'm kidding. Um, high school tech? I don't know what you call it. Daniel, yeah. what would you call it? He's like, don't talk yeah. to me. <laughs> But yeah, so you've been involved in a lot here, most more than what practically average high school students would be involved, let alone in their church to begin with, you know. So this leads me into like my next question: what What would you say inspires you to volunteer so much? Because like you're here practically almost every day. Let's just say, are you here Mondays? Uh, for a while Mondays, because I. A class, but oh yeah, for uh, for Bible college. I'm not here Saturdays. No, okay, Saturday. So the only day off from this, the only the only t- day you're not in this church is on Saturday. So literally, well, not anymore because women stopped on Tuesdays. Well, oh yeah, actually, I am here on Tuesdays. I, I help New Thirst. I forgot. To, oh, sorry. Yeah, another ministry where you do worship in, but like, yeah, you no, know, all those days you serve, you you give so much time, volunteer, and you know you don't. At least I, I hope you don't make money. No, just um, you, this is all volunteer I won't work. Tell you my secrets. <laughs> this is all volunteer work for you. You dedicate so much time. Um, what would you say inspires you to do it? You know, because like I said, not a lot of people, especially at your age, would you know do all this work. Would it be cheesy to say like the Lord? No, I mean I don't know. Um, but also, thanks, Daniel. <laughs> He's nodding his head. Um, too cheesy for him. When. When I, like, rededicated my life to God after that backslidden moment, um, I remember praying to God, like, allow me to be used by you. Um, That's something that I thought of and prayed about for a long time, and then he opened doors. Um, Worship, I've always, like, have a heart for singing, so, and just music in general. So when that opened, I was really excited. Are you writing your own songs? Uh, <laughs> maybe Sarah D- Sarah uh, Limon album coming soon to a uh, Spotify near you. <laughs> oh, Ashley's gonna like this podcast. <laughs> oh no, um, I'm not gonna answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put that on a thumbtack and put it over here for a bit. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, and then it's actually kind of funny. Tech. Um, I've never. At least in the world, I've always like, I've been fascinated with some stuff like tech wise, but not passionate about it. And the Lord put that on my heart because I remember in high school, my mom wanted me to do like computer stuff, or in middle school, she wanted me to do like we had a robotics club, and she was like, that'd be really cool. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. That's weird. And sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> um, like, you know, that wasn't my heart. My passion was um, worship. And then, after I got saved, well, my passion was music and also, like, stuff art-wise. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's always been, like, a passion of mine. And then um, after being saved, after the worship edition, then I remember um, Scott mentioned that 
they were going to have a meeting if you want to join tech. And I didn't really think much of it. And then a friend told me, like, hey, you like art, you like this and that. And then um, you're creative, da da da, and this whole thing. And then he said, um, just come to the meeting. And then I went to the meeting. And then I kind of joined from there. Um, prayed about it, of course. But um, yeah, and then now I've, I have this fascination for jibs and uh <laughs> yeah jibs didn't, didn't think you get there huh yeah <laughs> you know the one thing i i liked i mean when it's not cheesy but you know when you say like the lord is what inspired you to do all this you know something that something that can't be quenched or stopped is a burning heart for the lord you know and that that's something that god places in your heart he gives you the talent the the time the ability to you know, give back to him and having that heart to want to do it. It's what's most important. It's like something that no man can take away. Like you said, um, you're, like you said, you're here practically every day. Do you find it as like a tedious job at all? You know? No, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's something, like it's something that like motivates you to want to come out and do what you do because ultimately it's for a bigger purpose than yourself. You know, yeah. a lot of people can just get caught up in all of it. And then their pride kicks in. It's like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm doing really good here. This ministry wouldn't be where I'm at. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, people can have, sometimes they can have that point in their life to where they're putting other things ahead of the ultimate goal. And I remember Brad, Brad always tells me this, um, you know, if you're in this ministry or not just tech or, you know, any ministry that's of the Lord, if you're in the ministry for yourself, then you need to get out of the ministry and recheck your life because the ultimate goal, and not just at Calvary Chapel here, but any ministry in any church, the ultimate goal should be to bring glory to God, however that may be, whether you're, you know, cleaning the chair, setting up chairs, or you're directing a church service, you know, or how big, or how small it is. A lot of people have that idea that's like, oh, I'm just doing something small. I'm cleaning the toilets. How is this bringing glory to God, you know? Moments like that, it's like what you do, it's to bring, in that case, clean toilets. Yeah. <laughs> it's to bring people into your church to hear the word of God. You, you set up chairs. You may think it's a tedious task. You're setting up the, the fellowship hall or you're setting up the sanctuary to bring the sheep in so they can hear from the great shepherd, you know, whatever you do in ministry, you should never look at it as like a chore Mm -hmm. or anything like that. You should see the ultimate goal of bringing glory and honor to God. And most importantly, bringing others who, you know, you could be standing up a chair for a person who is going through way too much in their life, but just setting up that one chair for them. They sit in that chair. They listen to the word. They, feel the conviction and they come to know the Lord, you know, that's a life you saved by just setting up a chair. But you, if you don't have that mindset, then you're, it, you know, you shouldn't be in the ministry. Can I add on to that? Yeah. Um, I think I don't like when people say, Oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Specifically? Uh, let me just give you an example. Like I remember, um, there was a period where high school, we, we had to do, uh, blessed to do i say that's a blessing because there was many times where um, we would clean restrooms and um some people would see it as disgusting they'd see it as da da you know um and they had their own opinions but 
um, I was actually talking to someone about this the other day. There was times where the Lord really opened up opportunities to share, and there was such a humbling and just awesome experience cleaning toilets. And I know some people would be like, how, how you know, um, how is that blessing? Why, if you're on stage doing worship, wouldn't that be a better blessing? Like, yes, but every form of worship or servanthood, uh, if you're doing it onto the Lord, I think that's, one, looking towards eternal, and two, that's the ultimate, you know. You know, you don't get, God doesn't have, like, a, a scoreboard up yeah. in heaven to where it's like, all right, Ashley's on lights, or, or, or Ashley's um, singing 20 points. Sarah's on uh, the restrooms, minus five, you know. It's not something to where, you know, God keeps a scoreboard or anything up in heaven if as God, as long as God sees that you have a willingness and a, a how do I say like like a willing heart, even though yeah. I just said that word, but servant's heart. Uh, yeah, a servant's heart. That's what I'm going for. As long as you have like the servant's heart, no matter what you do, no matter how big or how small it is, the Lord sees it and He's grateful that you yeah. are committing your time to Him because um, the Lord is always with us, always protecting us. But just giving that time back to Him and recognizing that we are nothing without him. You know, we're displaying our talents that he's given us, whether, you know, whether, whether that be in tech or outside and ushers or whatever, you know, that is something that the Lord has set on your heart to do. You should have a, a, a cheerful heart. That's one thing that's also important too. you know, have a cheerful heart. I think, what is it? I think probably I've heard Greg Laurie, either Greg Laurie or Pastor Rawl said that, or I think it was Greg, Greg Laurie. He, he wanted, when he got into ministry, and he met Chuck. Chuck gave him some cleaning supplies to go clean the bathroom instead of him thinking he was going to preach a sermon or something. Yeah. But, you know, even then, too, uh, those ministries that you're part of, it's kind of like stepping stones. I, I, I literally had this conversation with one of my former ushers today. Uh, he was talking to me about um, hopefully inspiring a lot of younger people mm-hmm. to join the mission. And let me just say real quick, you know, if you if you're young and you like want to start off at a ministry, like you're not sure which one to start off at. Pray about it first. Pray about it first. Ultimately, yeah. But uh, the ushering ministry that is like that is like the servants ministry to like really get out there and serve the people. You know, I would recommend that one. But uh, I was just talking to this usher, but he was like saying, you know, uh, in my case, like I I was a, I was an ushering. I did it for about. Two and a half years, like I. No, actually, no, actually longer, because I I joined at sixteen and I, I, joined tech, my so- second year in college. But through the through that time, you know, as an usher, you you're really you do a lot of things. You're like I said, it's 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 a really big servant ministry because you're literally serving the people both in that sanctuary and also to outside in the parking lot, directing traffic and helping them out, whatever it may be. But the, what this usher was telling me is like, you know, it's a stepping stone. Uh, you can view this, that ministry as a stepping stone. It builds your faith. It builds your servanthood in Christ. And then, at least in my case, like I left the ministry. and But instead of just leaving the ministry, period, you move on to another calling that God has called on in your life. And that, for me, that was tech. But like whatever ministry you're part of, it's not like you're – there and then like you're just doing it as a chore then you're done and you move on with your life it's more of 
God's taking you out of this and he's leading you to a new path in your life, whether that be another ministry at church or in your own personal life. But the ministries you're part of are stepping stones that build your faith and teach you new things and ultimately leads you to a new career, you know, whether yeah. that be in the church or outside, you know? Can add on to that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's just to get you a bunch, like add on, add on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I lost my train of thought. Wait. There you go. Don't be seen by man. Mm-hmm. Any ministry you're part of, don't be seen by man. Like, yes, there are opportunities to minister to people, but if you're doing it to be seen by man specifically and not to bring glory to God, don't. Just pray about it and leave. Mm-hmm. That's, it's yeah. Ultimately, like, what leads you into and out of the ministry is God's calling yeah. and God telling you, you know, this is it. I want you to move on to a new career, you know? And yeah. for some people, that's hard to do. Um, hopefully, in the future, I'll be talking with um, uh, Jess and Stephen Cameron. But, you know, hearing from their story before, like, spoiler alert, but, like, them leaving the church to go to Oregon was not an easy decision. It's something that uh, Jessica's husband, Stephen, prayed about. And he felt the call and he told his wife and she's just like, I, I don't know. You know, it's a, you know, sometimes when you get that call from God, it's not the one you want to hear and you try to put it off for a bit. But, you know, when the Lord constantly tells you like, this is what I want you to do. You're not doing what I have planned for you. Well, ultimately you always go in the, the plans of the Lord. But when you get these little nudges every single now and then that's him pulling you out of something and leading you to a greater purpose, whether you, want to admit it or not and that sometimes it is hard it is hard um i haven't gone through anything like that yet in my life but um that's just something that if it's there you it's it's important to recognize not to push away from it to recognize that god's leading you towards a a new career path but speaking of career paths this leads me into my next question like for you at least what do you what do you plan on doing with your future you know what what do you Per, what you what you see <laughs> far and beyond, you know? There's a specific thing I've been praying about for actually almost two years now since I got saved. Um, the last couple months, the Lord's really been, I don't want to say it because I'm still praying about it. And yeah. I, I want God to be first, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to go ahead of God. And um, there's a specific thing I want to do. Uh, so I'm just, that yeah leave it in lord's hands you know that's also too important to know when god gives you the like the permission to tell others what you want to do that's also important too like going back to eventually i'm going to talk to them but eventually (laughs) well steven and jess you know when they got that call to leave this church you know it's not something that they told people right away eventually like i think i found out probably like three weeks before the week out the week week out the week before she left i was really sad really so i got i just bonded with her i got priority over you thanks (laughs) i found out like probably three weeks before they left and i was like oh dang (laughs) that's when jess was like hey you're gonna have to learn how to do this because i'm leaving i'm like wait what i was like no but definitely if the lord's leading you somewhere um pray about it because in some situations he can have people help you out and send people to help you out or confirm to you like hey 
this person's going to be the one to help you. Hey, this, you know, um, have that be prayerful, but also, um, yeah, that's why I'm not really talking about it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the Lord's definitely led certain people to help me out, but I'm still praying about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely something to be in prayer with. But yeah. Yeah. My, um, ultimately like one, the, the, like the one question that probably ties us all together, like we're talking about, you know, trials that you can face in high school, but also like ministries that you could be a part of that could help you with your walk. Um, and I would say like this next question, like what advice would you give to a high school student who's like you know, struggling with their walk, who needs encouragement, who's probably thinking about joining a ministry, not too sure. I mean, it's a big question. I'll give you that. It's a really yeah. big question, but if you like probably the one thing that I encourage you to you know, do ministry or something like, what would you say? There's so many things I could say. It's a whole, I have There's a whole so Bible's worth of it. <laughs> number one, see God and put him first. That's number one. Just seek him. Um, whew, there's a whole list in my head that's going off right now. <laughs> in high school, it's, it's not going to be easy. Uh, straight up. It's not easy. Cause you will have, at least in my experience in public school, like you'll have so many things against you, not just besides your own self, because you want to fit in. Because high school, goodness, high school, you just want to fit in. That's just something that happens. You're stressed out of school, like we talked before. Um, there's so much, but you got to see God first. And um, it's not, it's not something that's like popular. It's not what society wants, because there's a lot of things that people don't agree with, even some things that maybe yourself you don't agree with, but it's biblical, and you got to check your heart. And um, hmm, there's a lot of things I could say mm-hmm. off of that question, but uh, yeah. Yeah, building on what you said, you know, seeking God continually, you're always making sure you have that strong foundation of who God is. If you, if he's um, giving you the the vision of it, what he wants in your life. It's important to hold on to it and to keep it tucked in your heart. Not like Sarah said, you know, maybe there'll be a time where you can tell us about it, but when he's giving you that encouragement, you know, whether you read it in your word or if you, you know, hear it in a worship song that Sarah sings to you one time, but you know, anything like that that you get in your heart, it's important that you keep it tucked in close to your heart and in, in, times of trial or difficulties especially in high school it's something that's like uh, it's like a weapon that you can use against the enemy you know whether the devil tries to put these things in your life that he thinks are gonna stumble your walk you can use these like a verse or a song lyric to remind yourself of god's goodness and grace goodness and grace towards you that ultimately leads you through or out of a a storm that you may be facing in your Mm -hmm. life so yeah i you know building on that just always stay seek god read his word and always like you know despite those trials always seek him because like i said in high school you're just going to be facing a lot of trials but it doesn't mean that you can't go through it you know here's two examples right here sarah and myself we we both went through high school along with millions of other students but of all those students how many of them truly know the lord you know and then they'll probably go into a new world of college without knowing the the Lord, and that's just a, a roller coaster of itself. But yeah. that'll, that'll be in some other episode. We'll talk about the college. Definitely experience. have that 
foundation really strong because who you could always add on to that. Um, seek God first, like I've mentioned before, but also in high school specifically, careful who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm, um, yeah, you need that iron sharpening iron. Um, for <laughs> wait, should I say? I would say like you know yeah. you be aware of like the people you hang out with, but also too you have to be that light on the hill that shines out because, you know, you could be uh, hopefully not be influenced by others, but you can influence others who by your walk, because your walk as a person is like the ultimate, like example, ultimate way to show people who you are and what you do with your life. That's like the greatest testimony that you can have because when people see the, you know, the joy that you have in your life, They'll want to know how how you get that how how yeah. does that come about? And that's a great way to uh, minister to mm-hmm. to others and stuff. Um, there was all of high school actually. I surrounded myself with people that spiritually did not help me at all. They like one person always after I got saved. She was like, "Okay, like I don't understand this Christian thing, but I'm gonna like support you because you're my friend." And then there was, but she still. Uh, Fortunately, she dragged me down um, mm. because, you know, they, the friends I hung out with, they were like party people. They smoked. They did X, Y, and Z. Like whatever he was probably thinking, they did that. And that's and not math problems when she <laughs> says X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And, um, you know, for a long time, I will say because I didn't grow up like in a, I grew up in a Christian home, quote unquote, because like I got the word kind of, but I didn't really you know, go on Sunday to church and go home. Just to go through going it. through the motion type yeah, thing. Yeah, and then holidays. Um, but where's it going with this? Oh no, I'm digressing. Um, yeah, there was like a long time where, you know, I was like, okay, like I still have God in the back of my mind, mm. even though I barely know anything about Him, and I know like one verse in the Bible. Um, but because of my friends and my choices, um, definitely. Uh, there was a lot of things that happened that, you know, influence. Their influence, my influence, whatever I chose to do. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's uh, something that I like, like what you said, that, that one verse that stuck in your head. I, I honestly, out the top of my head, I can't remember, like, what the story was behind it, but I, I do remember this one, like, I think it was like part of the mob or something like one hardcore criminal, not Al Capone or anything like that. But like, um, I remember hearing this story one time. There was like this person who was in really involved in crime and everything. What ultimately led him back to the Lord was the simple song of Jesus loves me. This I know, you know, it's something you learn from childhood, from childhood. Yeah. Like you're five years old, you just sing yeah. it, you clap your hands. It's like, okay, you know, in yeah. Sunday school or whatever, but something as small as that, as innocent as that can like, honestly in the back of your head, you sing it or you remember those words. Those words have a deeper meaning to you. As eventually when you grow up, you become an adult and you understand the words behind it a bit more than just a simple Sunday school song, you know? So whether that be a verse in a Bible or a song and you learned in Sunday school, like what you said, you had that verse that, like literally it was like the flame to your torch that lit the 
the the path you know that you went on in your life and that you're still going on you know but ultimately now you have a lot more verses than just that one because because <laughs> of, of your walk and growing and everything and and your reading so but yeah if you you know anyone who's listening you know if you have that verse or you can remember that verse that you always grew up listening for me it was philippians 4 4 13 i can do all things through christ strengths me that was like the one verse that my mom always uh, hammered into my brother sister and i just whenever you're in doubt you think you can't do anything in your life anymore that's always something you have to rely on and always remember so yeah but yeah it can help you in so many different situations just like the reminder of god um even if you do something really dumb and worldly um those things that you learned from childhood or things that you learned at sunday school the 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 thing my mom dragged me to you know or whatever you want to call it um it can definitely bring you back to god um so i don't know if i should share anything but there was an incident I had right before I got, the week I got saved, like I told you that was a bad week. Um, there was an incident where, I'll just say it, I went to um, a house party and, you know, we were having fun and everything and then uh, I was under the influence. I was drinking drugs and I had my best friend at the time. Um, she also drank really badly, but uh, it was her first time smoking again in years and uh, now, the, the, the Scott was talking about today, um, like the weed they have or the drugs and alcohol they have, it it's laced with stuff. And I got I remember I got really bad to the point where I couldn't help my friend out because, you know, I was messed up. And she was, like, fizzing at her mouth. And I remember just crying to God. And I remember... Um, the only thing I can remember was Psalm 18, because that was, like, the verse I grew up with. Um, but I remember just thinking about that and then praying to God, like, help her. Don't let her die. Yeah. Don't let this happen, because um, it, to me, she was my sister. She was my world. Mm-hmm. Well, not my world, but you know what I mean? She was, well, she was like my sister, like, yeah. literally. Um, and uh, sometimes in moments where... We feel like we've hit rock bottom. There are things that have been rooted in our lives that help us. Because then I remember after that, that week, after saying, God, help me, I'll learn more about you if you just don't let her die, da-da-da-da-da. Um, and then the next week, I got saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, no matter what you're dealing with in your life, you know, when you have that moment, whether that be in Sarah's case at a party or whether you're sitting in the sanctuary of a church or something, that moment when God becomes real to you and when you realize how much of an impact he can be in your life, that's something that you always like will remember and listen to and stuff. So, you know, yeah, that's like, it's a story that it's hard to listen to. And I'm pretty sure, you know, re- rethinking slash reliving it, you know, it's, about in a while. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's definitely hard. But, you know, I also like what you said too, you know, in that midst of that moment, you say, you know, God, you, you help her out. I will learn more about you. You know, that's like, in a way you're setting yourself up to, you know, come to the Lord eventually, you know, you're, you're, not like you're saying you're bargaining with God because God doesn't bargain, yeah. you know, but 
it's like you're you, that's when you took would you say that's like that moment you took that step of faith like you know this is like something where it's like i really need help you know i need you god i'm willing to take that step from of that faith. day on i've never drank mm-hmm. i've never smoked since then yeah yeah you know that, that was, yeah that, that is like what the, the the stories like this this could really help encourage someone who you know could be in your situation or eventually could be in that situation in the future you know that's something to encourage them with but you know that story is it's something that you can always carry with you and cherish in your heart that like that's the moment that god spoke to you yeah that's the moment that you knew that god was real he had a plan for your life and and you know living in that life you can definitely say that's something that the devil was throwing at you and Mm -hmm. And he, in a way, I could could I say like that's when like he had a hold of you to where the devil's like, all right, I got her, you know, or that that could be with anyone, you know. The devil gives you all these things. You're tempted. You go into sin. You enjoy it, and then all of a sudden, like a fish that gets hooked on a on bait, you're reeled in, and yeah. then whoops, you got caught, you know. But <laughs> when you realize when you when you get hooked on. But then you you realize what this is and you get off of it. That's when the devil's like, oh, wait, shoot. All right, let's go back to Sarah, you know. Let's go back to X, Y, and Z person. We're going to have to, the devil comes back and tries to bring you back in. And I'm pretty sure you've, you know, not, hopefully not with like too much drinking or smoking or anything. But like the devil has put things in your life to want to bring you back in. Like I said, like after that thing too Months after that, I backslid for a little bit. I didn't drink or smoke, but there was, like, other things that the devil definitely, like, used against me. Yeah, so. Uh, or not used against me. It was my own choice, but he put in play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I always encur- I encourage you, you know, the verse where it says, you know, the Lord will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. He will always, always find a way out of it, no matter how difficult, how crazy it, it, it seems, you know. The temptations that the Lord puts in your life, it's something that you you either choose to go for it or to deny it, but it's not something beyond what you can bear as a person yourself. That's n- The Lord's never going to put something beyond what you can handle as a person, no matter how big or how small it is. It's not something to where you can you fall into it and you can say, oh, God, like, you know, I, I can't, like, why did I do this? You know, that's something, temptation is what one thing I want to say real quick. Temptation's not a sin. Going into temptation and doing it, that's the sin itself. Because the devil likes to give you all sort all kinds of temptations in your life. But it's fine to look at it. You can he can dangle it in front of you all you want. But as long as you reject that temptation and you back away from it, you know, that's ultimately you growing in your faith. Because you realize you see it the Holy Spirit convicts you before you even possibly even do it and tells you, you know, this is of the devil. This is not of the Lord. You back away from it. That's ultimately preventing you from the sin. That's preventing you from going down that road of sin. And, you know, who knows what else that could lead you on. But, and like, I also say too, like when what we were reading today in, in, the, in our tech meeting from Proverbs chapter six, I believe it's verse, um, verse 18 me like a second i can go there real quick proverbs chapter six let's see where is that it was about you know the consequences of your sin you can't expect to commit a sin 
and think that, you know, something good will come out of it. It says right here, uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 27 and 28. Can a man take a fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? You know? So it's like you can, that's very much relatable to sin. Can you commit this sin and expect to have a different outcome than what the regular outcome will be? You know? So that's something to encourage you, you know, whether you're facing temptation in your life or you're in sin, you know, you, you can't expect a good outcome of it other than the only good outcome that could come out of sin is realizing that you sinned and it could lead you back to the Lord, you know? But I always be remember that when you're in the Lord and you face those temptations in life, you're being tempted to possibly commit a sin that will backslide you even further. It's like, don't expect there to be any good good things to come out of it, you know? But it's something you're going to face. High school student, middle school student, college student, young adult, you know, it's nothing that ever goes away. It's not something that you go through the storm, the trial, and then, whoop, it's over. Sin's and, not fun either. Yeah. So, like, after, no matter what sin you deal with or temptation you deal with, if you commit sin... It's not fun, especially after, because afterwards you feel nothing. You don't feel any peace. You don't feel like, for me, like drinking, that after I felt terrible, before I knew it was wrong, like while I was getting drunk, I was like, I hate this. Um, and even now, like there are times where people from my past still bring it up and they'll be like, oh, remember when you did da 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 And I'm like, yeah, but God saved me from that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like when it comes to like our sins, it afterwards it's if you don't acknowledge it being sin and that god saved you from that and that you know um you're saved from that i think i said that already but um it's hard because that means well you have to check your heart mm-hmm. do you have god in your hindsight do you have him first do you have him in your midst well, God's always there, but are you seeking him, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which ultimately, that could like it, it brings us back around to, like I said, that point, that big advice that we would give both of us, and like I agree too, we both give to, you know, just people in general, specifically high school, but in, in general, you know, you always have to seek the Lord no matter what you're dealing with in your life yeah. and always stay focused and firm in his word. No matter how difficult life may seem, no matter what trials the devil puts in your life or what ultimately what God puts in your life to test you, it's ultimately a test of your faith and to hopefully grow in your walk with him. So, but yeah, I would say, you know, despite, like I said, reiterating, despite what you're going through in life, know that it's a test of the Lord because a lot of times we could be really caught up in it and we you know it's not something to where it's like the, a storm in your life you're gonna go through it and you're always gonna be like okay i got this i got this you know no. you know i got it it's, it's fine it's fine i got the lord i got the lord um what what do i gotta do oh shoot you know bam you know you're brought back down to earth you're and you you feel awful you know and trust me I, i've had those experiences but that's probably for some other episode but like don't think that because of the the storm you're going through it's going to be easy you know you 
it's ultimately a humongous test that it's going to push you to your core. But that's something that if you're diligent in the Lord and seeking him continually at the end, rewards are at the end of it, not in the middle of it. It's always going to be at the end because you have to get through it in order to see the rewards at the end. I think I mentioned it earlier, but like I said, that that one year, 2018, was 15? Yeah, 2018. And I said, like, every month something bad happened. And I remember there were times where, because like I said, I grew up, quote, unquote, Christian home. And there were times where I was, like, praying to God, like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Um, I remember the first thing was, like, um, like, I was a big athlete in high school, kind of. I don't know. I don't like saying it because it's Would have gone weird. pro, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's so many, th- like, oof, there's so many things. Like, I remember I had scholarships for softball and wrestling, but because of that whole drinking and smoking phase and ditching school and stuff, I lost all of them. But honestly, if I look at it now and people are like, oh, like, don't you wish that you can go back and, like, fix that? I'm like, no, because if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have seen God. Mm-hmm. God wouldn't have used that year to break me. Um, you know, I wouldn't be seeking God right now. I'd be playing sports in, like, Michigan or something. Mm-hmm. And mm, Or maybe God would have got a hold of me. I don't know. I don't like to dwell. At least if you, if you, if, you know, ultimately it was for God's purpose because he took you out of that situation. But yeah. you could think that, like, you know, if you stayed in that moment, go to college College isn't any easier when it comes to drinking and smoking <laughs> because that's everywhere, you know? I can imagine. So it's important that you see that God God took you out of a bad situation and he put you in a new situation for his glory and his purpose that ultimately will lead you down a road that he has in store for you. That It, it doesn't seem clear at first. It could seem like you're in a snow globe and it's the the snow globe is shook and there's a bunch of fuzz and fog or whatever, however your snow globe looks or you have glitter. I don't know. Some, some have that on there, but the point is like, you know, and you could be in that phase right now to where the snow globe has shaken and all you see is fog. You don't see the picture ahead because everything has to settle first. Be encouraged that whatever storm you're going through in life, the, the dust, the, the fog, the glitter, whatever you want to say, it will clear up and you'll ultimately see the picture that God has in store for you. And that could be a time of, you know, days, weeks, months, years. It's just all depending on God's timing in your life. And if you choose to. Accept it. Accept it yeah. yeah, that's important too. So, yeah. I would, this is probably like the hammer on the nail that I would like to leave off with. But thank you, Sarah, for coming on. It's a lot of uh, cats out of the bag, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good talk. Good talk. I hope this encourages you. If you think this could encourage somebody in their walk or anything going on in their life, I hope you share it. And yeah, again, thank you for coming on and be on the lookout for new episodes with more people. Eventually, Daniel. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Do, 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 do,